Carl Beach from Edge Ministries offered on Facebook a reflection on Amos 9 during this last week, which concluded with the words, Put your faith in Christ. Make a level path for your feet. Get on the narrow path. Stop faffing around. Edge Ministries has the intention of planting and evangelising communities which are struggling. Communities which are forgotten by society and often forgotten by the church. Communities which are not glamorous, influential or popular. Communities which desperately need to know Jesus Christ. But communities which may be neglected even by the church. We can all notice one or two communities that fall into that category, no, no doubt. When a friend shared Carl's reflection with me, there was that, fra that phrase at the end really caught my attention in relation to today's readings. Put your faith in Christ. Make a level path for your feet. Get on the narrow path. Stop faffing around. Put your faith in Jesus Christ. Get yourself sorted out. Stop making excuses. Get on with it. Personally, I'm quite good at procrastinating. Waiting until tomorrow, or even after tomorrow, to do what could really do with being done. And then at the last moment, panic. Either rushing around to do everything, or just burying my head in the sand and hoping no one will notice and the moment will be forgotten and all will be well again. Am I the only one doing that? I've got no idea. Doing what needs to be done is of course a challenge. It means observing and discerning what's going on, what the need is, and then acting on it. Seeing and doing. Realise you're thirsty, come to the waters, as we heard in Isaiah. Accept you need God, and come, says Isaiah. And Isaiah goes on, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Now, not later. How often have I thought I needed to do something only to discover by the time I finally got round to it, it's too late. It's like in football. I'll use football rather than rugby as an example for obvious <laughs> reasons today. The striker's running through on goal. The goal is open. The goalkeeper's wandered off to have a cup of tea or something. The ball is played in towards the striker. Oh, oh, that's no goal. Yeah, I should score that. Yeah, I'll do that, I suppose. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'll be okay to get a goal. Oh, I better do that then. And the ball's gone past and the goalkeeper's back in the goal and it's too late. The chance is gone. Notice what there is and then respond. Notice and respond. Then, not later. Respond at the right time. It's a challenge in ministry, of course. 
preaching the gospel afresh to every generation, discerning how to make Jesus known in this generation, in this age, in this place, in this context, which may or may not be the same as before, whether by before we mean last week or a hundred years ago. In today's Gospel reading, we hear a parable about a vineyard, a vineyard with a failing fig tree. What do you do when you face something like that, that something much treasured is failing? The first thing, I guess, is that the failing is actually noticed, it's acknowledged. They see that the fig tree is no longer producing fruit. They see it, they acknowledge it, and they admit it. The fig tree is failing and has been for some time. It doesn't devalue what the fig tree might have done in the past. It might have been the most wonderful fig tree when it was younger. But now, it's not much use, is it? The situation isn't working. The fruit that the tree is not bearing fruit anymore. How is your relationship with Jesus as we journey through Lent? Are there things in your spiritual life which aren't quite what they were? Prayer, Bible study, worship, service, fellowship has what we've always done become a bit dry? But thinking, well, it worked in the past, so we've got to carry on just like that. How is it now, in 2022, as we've had two years of pandemic and wondering what things are going to be like when restrictions lift? How is your relationship with Jesus now? Is it the same? Are there bits that are struggling? And in church life too, there are those same questions. There's things which have happened in the past which are not quite what they were. We can say, well, we used to have this wonderful ministry, a thriving ministry. There were so many people involved. People were coming to faith. The church was full and we're doing exactly the same thing. But we don't seem to be building God's kingdom in the same way now. Maybe a Sunday school. Maybe other projects we were involved with. They were good. They worked. And now, well, I'm not quite sure. What do we do? Well, maybe we don't actually notice. Because things have been going downhill for a while, gradually. A bit like a frog being boiled slowly in water. and don't notice until you're suddenly boiling. Because it's been a gradual change. Come to that, a child which keeps growing. You remember them being tiny, and then suddenly they're Bridget size, and you don't, when did that happen? Because it's just gradual, we don't notice things always, do we? And that can be the same with some ministries we've been involved with. It was good, we remember it was good, and we sort of remember it like that and don't really think, well, what's it like now? So we don't notice. Or maybe we do notice, but we don't like to mention it. You know what that's like? 
because there were some good times. If we mention it's not really so good now, are we devaluing what had gone in the past? Will people say, well, if they're saying, well, that's rubbish now, or it's not so good now, are they saying, well, it was always rubbish? Or it hurts the memory of the person who had the idea, had the vision, had the inspiration to found this thing in the first place. If we say it's not, we've got to stop it or it's not so good, are we sort of hurting their memory? So we notice we don't do anything because we don't want to upset anyone. It's easier that way. Or maybe we do notice, but we don't think about it. Because if we don't think about it, it's not really happening, is it? You know, it's like, as a child, again, I can't see you, so you can't see me. And also, if we keep, keep doing the same thing time and time again, we tell ourselves, well, eventually it will, it will work again. If we keep doing it, things will change. There are so many examples of this dilemma in all churches, including here, I suspect. And how do we respond when things we've been involved with in the past are not quite as good as they were? The ministry is still limping on, consuming resources, just like the fruit tree, the fig tree, taking nutrients out of the soil, but there being no real impact or effect. What do we do? Do we just keep going the same? We hear an answer in the Gospel reading. We notice it, we acknowledge it, the situation, and also we're then open to trying something different with it. In the parable, putting manure around the fig tree. Well, why had no one tried that before, I guess? The fig tree's doing badly, why don't we try feeding it? But if we relate that to church life, it might be, well, there's something that's not quite so good. So what can we try? Allocate extra resources, efforts, give it a good push to see whether this might still be of God to keep doing it. But also that gospel reading makes the point with the fig tree that we need to accept maybe it is time for stopping doing something. It might need to come to an end. The fig tree might actually be dead, even with some manure. A ministry, an important ministry in the church, might need to finish. Acknowledging, celebrating that it's played a part in the life of the church, but now needs to finish in order to allow something else to grow up in its place. Because if we're still doing that, we can't do anything else because that's taking all the time and resources and energy and everything really sometimes. Hard things for us to consider in our life as Christians and in our life as the body of Christ. What things have we always done? Which of course doesn't actually mean always, it just means we've done it for quite a while and we can't quite remember before. These things we've always done but now the time has come to change that because their time has gone. And then what things do we need to put an additional effort into? Seeing whether they might actually flourish again. Things which have worked in the past, haven't been working so well, but actually we give it a bit more energy. 
And also, what things might we need to let go of? Because their time has passed. And what things might we be able to do? Might we be called to do? If only we let go of other things which take all our resources and our effort. If we're set free from some things, what might God be calling us to do instead? As I said, these questions relate to church life and they relate to our own discipleship. What things are we doing that, if we're truly honest, we do need to let go of? What things do we need to try harder at? And what new things might God be calling us to try? That's scary thoughts to think about, isn't it? Letting go of some things which we hold dear. Trying harder at some things. And embracing new possibilities. It reminds me of the old joke. How many Anglicans does it take to change a light bulb? Change? We've always done it like that. Always being an interesting concept, of course. As we journey through this Lent, as we inhabit this new world of the Taff Rumney ministry area, with a new vicar, with a curate on the way, how is God calling us to be the people of God in this place? In 2022 and into the future. What are we called to try harder at? What are we called to let go of? And what new possibilities is God inviting us into? If we are to have any hope of exploring these questions, we need to put our faith in Jesus Christ. We need to be observant of what's around us. We need to acknowledge what we see and discern. And having done all of that, we need to respond. Not notice something, write a report and hope it might go away. Rather, act on it. Recognise our thirst and drink, as Isaiah says. How is God calling us to make Jesus Christ known in this area? amongst those who are forgotten by the church, reaching out to bring others in, reaching out to bring other people to faith in him, and in the process, all of us becoming more like Jesus. Put your faith in Christ. Make a level path for your feet. Get on the narrow path. Stop faffing around. So let us stop faffing around and get on with it, this Lent and always. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Amen.